0: you like stories about haunted locations? Or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world? If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our haunted escapes?
1: Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted
2: locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. This is just
3: a disclaimer and sort of warning about this podcast. The Activity Continues podcast is in no way affiliated with The Dead Files, its production company, or any of its distributors. We are simply fans that love the show and love to talk about it and dissect it and, yes, make fun of it. But we do love it. And all of the opinions expressed herein are ours alone and have nothing to do with The Dead Files or any of its cast, crew, production or distributors and we swear enjoy hi friends amy here i just wanted to give you a little bit of a content warning on this episode this one does involve brutal death child death sexual assault dreams and mention of pedophiles we're unlocking new fears every day but again if you watch the show the dead Files, you're already prepared
1: And welcome to the activity continues podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Megan, and I'm Amy. We discuss episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files. This week, Amy will be talking about season fourteen, episode eight. They come at night. It did originally air March sixth of twenty
3: twenty two. And I decided to cover this one, even though it's new. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want to quote unquote watch it through my eyes for the first time, just skip ahead to Megan's segment. And Megan will be recapping season four, episode nine, The Cursed Path, or maybe The Cursed Path, which aired September 6, 2014. Is that correct?
1: What? Yeah. What's the difference between cursed and cursed? I don't know.
3: I feel like... I mean, cursed is usually what you say. Yeah. Something is cursed. Yeah. But like whenever it's in like a movie title or a book title, they, they say cursed. I wonder like if... Maybe it's old time English. Cursed, The Cursed Path. I
1: mean, so that could maybe be... Like an adjective and accursed. cursed. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know either. Maybe one is like 1800s. This
3: cursed, That's what I think. It's like it's old timey English or something.
1: Cursed amulet. I don't know. <laughs> People need. There should be more amulets around. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> throwing that out there. I saw a TikTok where if you have an X on your palm, it means you're more sensitive to be a Wiccan and you're more in tune with things. Really? Yeah. An X like. I'll, I'll send you the TikTok because I don't remember where. It's like in the center of your palm. Is it like if these two cross? No, it's right. It's like
3: right here. Oh, right in the center. Yeah.
1: I'll send you the TikTok because okay. I, I don't you, have an X. The only re- way I know anything anymore is via TikTok. Oh, I know. I've learned so much. Yeah, I have too. I don't want to watch the news because it's sad. So yeah. I just watch it via TikTok. <laughs> Although I will say, I'm getting really tired of the whole Chelsea Lance saga oh on TikTok. Like, let it go. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's So I'm a guy was it. a dick. Yeah. So it's a Tuesday then? Yeah. And
3: today's news.
1: Yeah. Water is wet. Yeah. Like, come on. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a
3: whole big dramatic thing. It is, and so many other creators have gotten on and jumped on the bandwagon and whatever. And know, it's
1: like I know that you're all sick of it, but like duetting it isn't going to make it go away. It's just going to make it keep going. Right, right. So just drop it. Yeah, yeah. It's my TikTok rant for the yeah. day. I, I, I agree.
3: Okay, so t- and we are we're doing this a little different today. I always look over there like. Like I'm talking to people. I mean, that is where the camera is, but we are doing this a little different today. Megan is actually here at my house.
1: Which I haven't been.
3: It's been
1: easily a year since I've been inside because I hadn't even seen your whole... Um, bar but, redo that's so crazy which is I the thought, best i
3: thought for sure you had been here no. since that was up
1: i well i think i've been here but i think it was like really quickly i thought i think i dropped something oh off maybe for you. when you
3: came in and yeah we exchanged and i did, yeah and i didn't even come inside i don't
1: think i think i was just like here's your gift and yeah. you're like here's your gift and i was like okay bye <laughs> okay bye <laughs> the kid's in the car <laughs> yeah kid was in the car so i think yeah i and i love oh my gosh you've got these like 50s style microwave it's like a powder blue yeah and then you have a matching toaster oven
3: uh-huh. it's cute we have the it same is, toaster oven upstairs in red do you really oh my god i love it it's so cute yeah it is i that's, just want they work
1: yeah which is really well i mean looks is the most important exactly. Thing. exactly but if you can get it to work and you're that's just a bonus that's
3: gravy yeah Yep.
1: So yeah, we're in person. And yes. Amy was the sweetest and she got me a whole case <laughs> of rebel coffee. So my husband will be picking me up. I'll be stumbling out of here.
3: <laughs> well, especially because after this, we're going to the Legion. Yes, we are. Just- <laughs> We're gonna go to the bird. Three sheets to the wind. And I am having the same stuff that Megan had last two times, I yeah, think. Yeah, the last two times. And it's the Cafe Agave Spiked Cold Brew Coffee in the Cafe Mocha flavor. Yep. 12.5. Yep. Alcohol. So we'll see how that goes. And um, like half the size of the Rebel. Yeah. It's tiny. Yeah, it is. It's cute. I'm going to open it right now so you're going to hear that.
1: It's fun size to fit in your hand.
3: <laughs> Maybe I should go two. Nice oh, it crack. is creamy looking. I didn't expect it to be creamy.
1: That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Mom, don't listen to this. Yeah, episode. you
1: might want to cut that out.
3: <laughs> it's different.
1: It is. As sweet as the rebel. No,
3: it's not as sweet. It's still sweet, but it's got a bang but, to yeah, it. Yeah, and it's,
1: it's got like a... The alcohol. You can taste yeah. it. That's, yeah, because Yeah, the rebel. you cannot taste no, alcohol in that. Which is... Dangerous. very dangerous oh my god but so fucking good
3: no i like it though yeah i like it i don't know that i'll have two right now because it's a little early it's only 220 <laughs> in the afternoon right now so also we're just changing
1: everything up today because not only are we in person but it's friday afternoon normally right. we do this thursday nights when we're half asleep yeah and i'm in my <laughs> basement just waiting for all of the ghosts to come in attack me right now
3: it's in the sunshine
1: so yeah we're, obviously we're the, in my
3: basement but yeah. we have windows down yeah. here and it's pretty bright in here
1: and the ghosts don't attack you during the day because that's just science
3: yeah i mean i don't get it Are they sleeping during the day i, I don't uh, do ghosts sleep i don't think so i wouldn't that think would they would suck. have to I amy would, ellen if you're listening let us know Do let us ghosts know. sleep
1: please Please let us know, Amy Allen. I, if I become a ghost, I hope I can choose to sleep because, <laughs> my God, I am like I could sleep. in the sleeping ghost. Oh my God, yeah, that would be my name, and I wouldn't scare people. They just, oh, is <laughs> that Craig?
3: No, it was, it was Alexa. Oh, I mean Janet. I'm going to go unplug her. Do um, you call her Janet? Yeah, I call her Janet oh when because I don't want her to right to act up. What so I'm... I call her Janet. It's from the Good Place. Did you oh, ever watch The Good Place? No. Is that with Kristen Bell? Yes.
1: Oh, I love I need you to watch it. You would love her. the show.
3: It's very That's, good.
1: I think you told me that. My friend Jesse
3: told me that. It's really, really good. Yeah. And they have an AI person. Mm-hmm. She's like, like an Alexa, but her name is Janet. Oh, okay. And so we call our Alexa Janet so that she doesn't go, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Every time I say her name.
1: <laughs> One of my coworkers told me that you can actually play Jeopardy with Alexa. Oh, yeah. Which I, I keep meaning to try. But, of course, I thought a bit about it last time right after I put my son to bed. And there's one in his room. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Because that's just what I need is for Alexa to be like, what? <laughs> what category? And then he'll wake up like, what
3: the fuck's going on? And then he'll cry.
1: Because he actually says what the fuck's going
3: on. <laughs> good. I'm glad um, you teach him the, early, the good words
1: early. He's very eloquent for <laughs> 16 months. He's very And very articulate funny just kidding he doesn't say that any i hope no mom's (laughs) listening come for me
3: i doubt it what's new with you what's new my friend from high school rachel is here Mm -hmm. as you know Mm -hmm. and uh, she had trouble working the microwave because it's old timey (laughs) that's what she said she was showing me she's like i told amy i can't work this old
1: timey stuff
3: (laughs) i'm like it's Pretty new. I only got it like six months ago, and it was brand new. But yes, it is ma- modeled to look old yes. by me. Yeah, yeah. It has a button, a knob that you twist for the time.
1: I mean, I'm good yeah.
3: at twisting knobs. So. <laughs>
1: good to know. <laughs> on today's episode of The Activity Continues, we
3: have our X-rated jokes <laughs> brought to you by Megan. That's what happens when we drink alcoholic coffee and we're in person. <laughs> and it's, it's two from o'clock on a Friday. We,
1: we get rowdy. Yep.
3: Yep. Greg doesn't know what he's in for. Oh, no. He's going (laughs) to be up. I can see him being like, I'm just your driver tonight. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) He'll he'll be the sheep herder. Because we're meeting Heather there, too. Are we really? Yeah. I haven't haven't seen her in... It's been a minute, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah, both my my co-hosts will be together tonight.
1: Podcast party.
3: (laughs) Yep. Oh, I wanted to tell you... I made a note uh-huh. yesterday. I found a show. I think it was yesterday. I found a show on Discovery Plus called mm-hmm. Crime Scene Confidential. Have you seen this? No. Okay. So it stars a woman named Alina Burroughs, and she is a CSI investigator. <gasps> She's like the real Gil Grissom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it Grissom or Grisham? Grish- Grissom. I think Grissom. it's Grissom. I mean, I- Grisham is the... Writer, writer, yeah, 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 yeah. So she, one of the cases that she worked on, very hard and very long, worked mm-hmm. on it for a very long time, was the Kaylee Anthony case. Bless her. I know. So the her first episode, was
1: she found
3: innocent? I have no idea. She's like the and female they talked about it A little. I watched the episode. The episode was the first. There's only one episode out right now, mm-hmm. and it's about it's about Kaylee and her m- mother. Quote unquote
1: mm-hmm. mother. Yeah, her person who birthed her.
3: Yeah, killed her. So you know how we feel about that. Now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah, we are not sugarcoating that. No, she's no. a dirty murderer.
3: Yep. And the episode was really interesting. She talks to Cindy. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: <gasps> oh, what yeah. is? She? Oh my gosh!
3: You have to watch it. It's really yeah. good. I don't want to give away too much, but yeah. it's really good. And it's it's really interesting how she talks. She was in the woods for twelve days, digging through stuff. This woman. To try and find, yeah. When they found the body, yeah, oh it, it's a really good episode. I can't wait to see more mm-hmm. episodes of this show because, and she's really cool. She, mm-hmm. this crime scene lady, she's really cool. She's she's got pink hair, oh.
1: shaved on one side. Yep, <laughs> nice. Yeah, she's, she's rocking it. She's, she's living her best life. Yep, yep. Yeah, I that show or that not show that case still pisses yep. me off. Yeah. And did you hear? She said she
3: she'd be open to having more kids. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I actually yeah. thought she had had another kid but maybe she hasn't maybe i just i know amanda knox had a
1: kid and i always get those two confused oh. i don't know why yeah but i don't know if Kay- casey did okay if she does they should take that kid away from her
3: yeah i don't well i mean yeah.
1: i feel like if you kill one of your children that you automatically means you don't get any more yeah you know yeah disgusting yep
3: I think that's all I have. I don't, I haven't, I've been watching the same shows that I told you about last time.
1: (laughs) I know, me too. I'm (laughs) doubting, I just, like, I need to take breaks. Yeah. Plus, each episode, like I've said, is like a movie. So long, Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I got into – so I'm starting a new job on, on um, Monday. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching Modern Family because that show is just hilarious. It is a good one. And so I saw an episode where Claire was going to start an, a job, take over a CEO of the closets. And so Mrs. Cluttersworth came out. <laughs> and she was, like, decluttering everything. And that's what I did this week. Like, oh. I cleaned my crafting space, which is also where I sit and record. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, I'm like, how have I accumulated – so much shit between the beading and the clay and the resin. Mm-hmm. There's just sh- glitter everywhere and <laughs> beads and earring backs and clay. And it's just a. F- so I cleaned it all up. Good. Got Good. a garbage bag full of shit. <gasps> I made my first Poshmark sale this week. Yay! I know. I'm Basically, I told Is it one of our listeners because we did pimp your. I know Poshmark. we did. I don't know. This person lives in on the I think they lived in Washington. Hmm. And that's on the west coast. I always get that one in Washington DC mixed up. <laughs> I am not a geography person. Yeah,
3: I'm not either. Mm-hmm. I'm but not so either.
1: I'm only $6 my next sale if it's $6 then I'll break even. <laughs> nice. And then everything will be a profit after that. Good. But I think I'm going to go tomorrow to the bins and see if I can find some more shit. Yeah. So Sometimes you can find some treasures. I got an Ann Taylor blazer, brand new with tags, for $160. It costs. And I got it for $18. With wow. e- well, with everything. So probably divided by like, it was probably like five bucks or something. Jeez. Brand new with tags. Wow. Yeah. Size 12 if you want it.
3: <laughs> I wish I fit into a size 12.
1: Uh, same. <laughs> My <laughs> one, one <day>. arm does. <laughs> I used to. Yeah, I used to. And
3: then I fucking had Girl Scout cookies and pasta. <laughs> And Rebel. Actually, that Rebel's only 115 calories a can.
1: Nice. What is, I'm in a weird mood today. <laughs> X rated jokes. Well, you're
3: jobless right now. I know.
1: What is going on? That is awesome. It's a free world.
3: It's a good feeling. Oh, that's another thing. So, I am also using a new recording program. I'm still recording everything on Audacity, like always, but I am using a program called Descript that I tested out. Uh, a couple days ago with my other podcast running an episode through there and it's really slick It takes out all the alms and is and <laughs> and so that's nice yeah so I'm using that and I I'm going to give my husband a shout out for allowing me to buy the full version how much was it it was only 100 bucks oh, a little over a 100 bucks for the whole year
1: yeah oh that's not bad yeah because I yay, found a couple husband. coupon
3: codes <laughs> so that's his his donation to the podcast Yay,
1: that he husband. To. He's the best. Yeah, he, <laughs>
3: <laughs> he doesn't listen anyway. But oh, he should. I know he should. Gosh. No, every time I even talk about this show, he gets mad at me. Why? Because he doesn't believe in ghosts or anything like that. <gasps> even though they yelled in his ear, he doesn't believe in it. He literally has proof. Mm-hmm. Not good enough. Nope. I mean, he gets legit mad. And I'm like, why do you care what yeah. I believe in? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna get started because right. we've been yammering on for oh my God. half an hour now. Yeah. Okay, so I, as yeah, Amy, I am doing season 14, episode eight, which is the last episode that has aired. Oh my gosh. It's so brand it's the newest. It's Yeah. New. It aired on March 6th. Like five days ago? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Today is the 11th. 11th. Yeah. So I chose this one because while I was watching it, I was having so much fun, like yelling at the TV and. Cheering and clapping and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, this is a good one. <laughs> and then I thought, well, people who haven't seen it might not want to, you know, hear about one mm-hmm. that they haven't seen yet. Cause I know it's not available everywhere. Right. Like I know you can't watch it in the UK and right. stuff. So, but then I thought, if you don't want to listen, just skip ahead. Skip ahead. Yeah. And I will put in the show notes once I have everything edited and all the timestamps in, I will put in the timestamp. For where where to when skip I, to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that if you if you want to skip this one, you can. But it's it's it was a really good one. Yeah. Really, really good. Okay, okay. I'm okay, excited. so this one takes place in Flatwoods, Kentucky, Kentucky. And the client is Nikki and her sister, Tony. Okay, really
1: quick, I have an interjection. Yep. I was listening to KS ninety five this week and they do uh Smarter Than Stacy where they give trivia. Fun fact about Kentucky, it's the only state where the last two letters are the same as the state abbreviation, KY. So if that ever comes up in jeopardy on Alexa, Yeah, (laughs) you've got it. All right. Interesting. Never would have thought of that. I know. I didn't either. But thanks for uh, KS95. Shout out. Sponsor (laughs) us. Yeah. That'd be nice.
3: (laughs) So uh, I knew I wanted to do this episode when, in the very beginning, when Steve is talking about, you know, this takes place in Kentucky and it's on the High High River and blah, blah, blah. And he said, my, the client, Nikki. She told me
0: she always dreamed of owning a home in the middle of nowhere. Let me tell you, mission accomplished.
1: <laughs> oh, and good job, Nikki. I know, <laughs>
3: you you, you, you've done uh, it. You've nailed it. Yeah. So the first thing Amy says when she gets out of the car is, oh boy. And she notes that there are a ton of graves here. Ooh,
1: never good. Mm-mm. And Startin she sees, strong.
3: yeah, she sees seven people—two men, five women—who are wearing mourning clothes, like mm. veils and all black yeah. and everything. Not like AM morning, like someone right. passed away morning. Right, exactly. And she said they are mourning the loss of loved ones, but they are making her uncomfortable, and she thinks they have bad intentions. So then they go to Stephen. We're at the house, and it's like a drone shot mm-hmm. of the neighborhood, and it's not. I mean, her house is not in the middle of nowhere. There's Mm -hmm. houses right up next to hers. Maybe the neighborhood is. Maybe the neighborhood is in the middle of nowhere. But it looks pretty condensed. There's like, what they show is like five or six houses right next to each other. It's not, you know, it's like Minneapolis. It's not, they're not spread apart. But it's a really cute neighborhood. It's like Mm -hmm. a manicured suburb Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Cookie cutter suburb. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Although I think... I think the houses are older. I don't think they're like, you know, 80s houses or Mm -hmm. whatever, because there's people that lived in the house many, many, many years ago. But maybe it's just the land when they're talking about that. I'm unclear. But so he's talking to Nikki and she believes that the paranormal killed her friend Mm -hmm. of 20 years. His name is Sean. He died of heart problems. He was only 42. He didn't live there and he died in his own home. Okay. So Steve's like, Did he live here? No. Did he die here? No. And he's like he gives a look like, what 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 you talking about, Willis? Like last
1: week and he was like, What the hell am I doing here? Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not to be rude, but (laughs) what the hell am I doing here? So but she says he was over there all the time. And they were such good friends that it wouldn't shock her if you know Mm -hmm. he came back to hang out with her. Yeah. So then she goes on to say that she's heard Sean's voice warning her.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll hear my name and it's his voice. Okay. I heard him one day say, Nikki, be careful. If he's here, I feel like he's
3: trying to protect me. Mm -hmm. And she's crying as she's telling us, so Steve gives her hanky. Oh my god, I need a manky. So cute. And then this is when I went, I wonder if Sean is a guide. Oh. Like if he's coming here to guide her to protect her? Yep. Yep. So and I would not have known that. I mean, right. that wouldn't even have come to me if we hadn't been researching Amy, Amy. and Steve that yeah. week. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, Thank you, Amy. Yes, I'm glad to know all this stuff. So anyway, Steve asks Nikki what she thinks it wants. And she says she thinks it wants to kill her slowly. Not the Sean guy, mm-hmm. but the other things that are in the house. She tells him that she has a friend come over and tuck her into bed at night. Because she can't, she's too scared. And she gets, she's crying and she's really embarrassed. She's like, this is so embarrassing, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And, and I I felt bad for her that she was embarrassed by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's being tormented in mm-hmm. this house. And mm-hmm. and Steve even says, it's not embarrassing. It's a tragic way to live. Yeah, And so she uh, thinks that she's, we haven't really gotten to everything that she's been through, but she gets physically touched and... Yeah. And these we'll get to there. Yeah. So Amy sees these mourners. She says they're angry and they're affecting people physically and making mm. them scared. The living would feel anger and act out on it. Really? The living may see them going back and forth and they would see this as shadow figures or full body apparition. Ooh. And then we go back to Nikki and Steve and they're in her bedroom and she's talking about the shadow figures that she sees in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. She said they're blacker than black and you can't see through them. Mm-hmm. And he kept saying, do you think it's a shadow of like an animal from outside mm-hmm. or whatever? But like, y- you, can, you, can you can see, can see through. through shadows, yeah. you know, like I'm holding my hand up to the, yeah. the the wall and you can see a shadow in my hand. You can still see the wall behind yeah. it. It's yeah. not like you can't see through a shadow. Yeah. So these are different. Yeah, They can't be like a real shadow. Steve's just, you know... He's grasping at straws. It's okay, Steve. (laughs) He's trying to find... He's he's trying to debunk, which is... Which is is kind of his job in the show. Yes, that's what you're supposed to do.
1: You can't just... You know, he's kind of your husband of the
3: show, if he actually believes. (laughs) Exactly. So, where am I? Oh, full body operation. Okay. So, then Nikki describes how she thinks it's messing with her mind.
0: I'll set a task to do, and I'll go in circles and do other things before I can make my way back to it. Right. It's like I'm scatterbrained.
3: Okay, but maybe she has ADHD. I, just, I, I yelled to the TV, girl, welcome to the club. It's called ADHD. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. It's called, I'm going to do the dishes. Oh, wait, this counter is really dirty. I'm going to wipe I can it. Do oh, the wait. Dishes, I have
3: to do that. And yeah. Before I can do that. I have to do this. Oh, and then this before rag that. Oh, but is dirty.
1: I need mm-hmm. to do the laundry. So mm-hmm. I've got to go. Do- oh, but wait, my room is messy. I've got to clean that up first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nikki, that's yep. it's not a
3: spirit. If that's paranormal, I have ghosts. <laughs>
1: If that's paranormal, pretty much every Most adult have, ghosts, have yeah. a ghost yep. of some form. Yep.
3: So then she tells Steve that every night she wakes up and there are spirits standing all around her bed.
1: Is she maybe like a sensitive or a medium?
3: Ah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got I got ahead yep. of myself. So Steve asks what they, if they say anything and she says, they say, help me. <gasps> or they say, I want to go home. Oh. And this is when I went, she's a medium. <laughs> <laughs> and then Steve... As if on cue, says, has anyone ever told you you might be a medium? Yeah,
1: the maple, that's really sweet. It's
3: really sweet, isn't it? That's really sweet. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't like that one as much. That one might be good, um, like mixed with club soda or something, mm-hmm. you know, just to thin it out Or like little. maybe
1: some extra whiskey or whatever they put in it.
3: That I don't might, know. Whiskey might be really strong. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Now we go to Amy, and she's in Nikki's bedroom where she says, I feel as somebody with abilities here. <laughs> and she describes Nikki. Mm-hmm. And this is when I noted that Amy's nails, fingernails, uh-huh. they are like long, like two inches long. Uh-huh. They're white. Except for the pinkies, like gold. I took some pictures. Oh, my God. Okay.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say I need to see this because normally she doesn't have the fake nails. Like in my episode, they were yellow, but they were her normal. Yeah. You know, not that there's anything wrong with those nails, but it's just not. Holy cannoli. (laughs) Girlfriend. I know, right? You
3: really went for it. Props to Amy's nail tech. Yeah. No kidding. (laughs) They look pretty amazing. They look good. So she hears a dead lady saying, why won't you help us? And it's very aggressive. Is this Amy hearing Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. And she sees the female yelling at them, get the fuck away from me. Mm. And she thinks the living person is exhausted, being drained, and it's been triggered a real illness. Okay. Something bad. Let me guess. Nikki has cancer or something. Oh, well, just wait. So I'm just so ahead of it. (laughs) So now we're going to go back to Nikki. She's talking to Steve about being touched all over and she describes a nightmare but
0: i had a nightmare and in the nightmare i was sexually assaulted
1: oh my god that's not okay i didn't know that could happen well that just unlocked a new fear
0: yeah and i woke up the next morning and i had bruises all over my private area. i've never been a victim before and i'm talking about it it just it embarrasses me that Something paranormal did this to me, and I can't fight back.
3: And Steve said, don't be embarrassed. I'm here, and I'm mm-hmm. listening to you, mm-hmm. and I'm not here to judge. And good. I'm just in oh, tears watching this. Steve, this This episode, I had me crying. It had yeah. me laughing. It was just really, really good. So then Amy describes this group of mourners that are grouping around her, and mm-hmm. she says that when the woman falls asleep, it's really bad. Like she gets nightmares and that that I don't I don't have it right here in my notes. Maybe she said it later, but she says that one of the mourners puts their hands on her chest and pushes down like it's trying to kill her. I don't like that. And all I guess because she won't move them on because she doesn't know. But she doesn't know how. She doesn't know how. Yeah. So then we go talk to Tony, the sister, and she talks about how the ladies are fighting with each other all the time. And. She said they all start fighting and then get enraged. It just escalates really quickly. The sisters, oh, Nikki okay. and her sister Tony. Okay,
1: and they both live there.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry if I didn't say. It. That's
1: all right. You probably did, and I forgot. Oh, that's all right,
3: <laughs> Dory. So she has seen this sister has seen an apparition of Sean, the friend, oh, in yeah. the hallway, and mm-hmm. she thinks he's here at times, not mm-hmm. necessarily all the time. Mm-hmm. She hears knocking on the walls, and she she like did it for them four knocks on the on the walls in Nikki's bedroom and sometimes in her bedroom and sometimes in the bathroom that's like between the two. Yep. So then this is uh, where I'll put a sound clip of, of Amy. She walks into one of the bedrooms and she says,
2: Okay, I can't with that. I just, oh my God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it sounds so funny. So uh, she says she sees a man bouncing off the walls and the ceiling and he's fucking pissed. She Uh-oh. said, he, she said, the living would hear banging and would have their energy drained, mm-hmm. which is what we know is happening. Mm-hmm. She doesn't see how anyone can be in this room, mm-hmm. and he makes the living agitated, dizzy, and scrambles your brain so you can't think straight.
1: Oh, like Nikki,
3: with her ADHD, ADHD. slash ghosty, <laughs> yeah, <stuff>. paranormal ADHD. <laughs> There's another potential title. Oh, we are just Where we are got gems it? today. I know. So Steve is talking to Sherry, who is Nikki's friend and Sean's fiance, mm-hmm. And she has seen a tall, dark shadow figure. You can't see any of their features. And she doesn't think it's Sean. Mm-hmm. She, showed, she shows Steve a picture of Sean. And Steve asks her if she thinks Sean is here. And she says she hopes not. And I'm thinking, she's like, well, I have a new boyfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's not here watching me. <laughs> <laughs> so... She doesn't live there, though. Yeah. Now, Amy sees a young guy. She thinks it might be a neighbor. He has brown hair. He's a big guy. And his death was fairly recent. Mm, so it is, Sean. Well, we thought so. But oh, she says lots of anxiety. He's yelling because he's having a heart attack. And Sean died yeah. of a heart attack. Yeah. And he was calling it hell. Uh-huh. Ooh. So then we go to Steve. And then I noted that we have a ring shot. Ring At, shot. Yep, 15 minutes, 43 seconds in, there's the ring shot, number one. There's two of them. <laughs> He's going to meet with a historian named Matt McGrew, who has stories about one of the first owners of Nikki's property, the mm-hmm. Powells, Charles and Ellen Powell. And I'm not going to go into the whole story because it's long. Mm-hmm. But let's just say this couple had eight kids and 21 grandchildren. <gasps> and I'm thinking maybe they should have bought an old decrepit nursing home.
1: They Yeah, <laughs> in Wisconsin. With 40 rooms, yeah. that would have been good. So yeah. 21 plus eight is 29 I plus, I mean, you're even yeah. you, you a couple got, guest rooms there. Room. Yeah.
3: So one of the kids, one of the eight kids is Thomas, mm-hmm. and he lost his baby son, Carl, to whooping cough. So I'm not going to go through all the deaths, and I, I even took them out of my notes because <laughs> I got so tired of writing down, so-and-so died in 1991, yeah, yeah. and I was like, I'm not going to bother writing everything down. I'm not going to yeah. whatever. So even even Steve says, Jesus, that's a lot of kids. Yeah. So Thomas is one of them. There were 13 deaths in three generations of this family. Oh
1: my god.
3: So, but when your family's ginormous, I yeah. guess there's more.
1: I mean, the more people, the more deaths. I yeah, mean,
3: that's just statistics. Exactly. Numbers. But the end. These were mostly heart attacks and strokes. Really? Oh, it's like the like the tattoo yeah, parlor. Yeah. So. Now we go to Amy. She sees three generations of dead mm-hmm. males. The middle one she's calling Thomas. I'm like, how the fuck does she do that? I know, I know. It's like <laughs> so amazing. It's yes, uh, she's so good. So the oldest there says this is his land, mm-hmm. and they are he and the the men are always around watching outside. Thomas told her that his family has had to fight off beggars and natives to protect their land. I'm their like, you mean man. the land that you stole from them? Yeah, her?
1: yeah. Whose um, land, Thomas? Whose land again?
3: So Steve is going to meet a news reporter, Leslie Rubin, who tells him all about a huge flood that happened in 1937. It rained for 21 days straight. Oof, that's a lot of rain. That's a lot of rain. Um, Sorry, it rained for 20 days straight. And well, that one day flooded. really makes know, a I'm difference. I don't want anyone to come at me and be like, it's 20 and not 21. <laughs> They're right on the Ohio River. Mm -hmm. She shows them photos of the flooded town and a bunch of towns along the river all flooded. So some of the pictures she was showing were not of this town, Mm -hmm. but just to give him an idea. And it was like, I mean, the water was like over the top of a door. Wow. So it was deep. Well, I mean, it rained for 20 days. Yeah, it was deep. So, okay, the death toll for this flood was 350. Holy crap. Yep. Three of them were near the client's property. But I'm not gonna go into the details of them because it doesn't come up again. Yeah. Amy sees the mourners again and she said
2: But they knew all of each other in life. They lost a lot of people at the same time. Very angry about that. I guess a lot of their friends and family died at the same time because like something about the water.
3: God, she's so good. <laughs> you know. And they're really pissed about it. I would be too. Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, the worst way for like my biggest fear is drowning. Yeah,
3: biggest fear. I think fire might be mine.
1: With the thing with fire, depending on how it goes, though, you might die from smoke inhalation before the flames.
3: That's true. So mostly people do.
1: I mean, not that that's a good, but it's better than being burned
3: alive. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. No, thank you. No thanks. So Steve is doing his library digging, and he finds out about a one-armed cop who was killed nearby. The worst part is it was his last day on the job. Oh,
1: you're kidding me.
3: And I assume when he got up in the morning, he said, I'm too old for this shit.
1: Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So he was it was during the last 30 minutes of his last day of work.
1: You've got to be kidding me.
3: So Steve meets with the victim's great grandson. And there's another ring shot. And his name is Jason Meenock. Mm -hmm. And his great-grandfather, Clarence, was highly respected. He worked for the railroad for 17 years, Mm -hmm. and he lost part of his arm in an accident from when he worked on the railroad. Yeah, He became a night watchman with the police department. Mm -hmm. On May 11th, 1950, he received a call about a drunken disorderly man, and while he was taking the man into jail, the guy got a hold of Clarence's gun and shot three times, one time missing him, one time getting him in the stub of his arm, and once in the head, killing him. And Steve says there's nothing in the world worse for a cop than to get killed with his own gun. Yeah. The guy surrendered. He was found guilty of manslaughter.
1: I feel like that should at the very least be like second degree.
3: It's yeah. I mean, maybe it that wasn't, was murder. Yeah. Yeah. And it, maybe it wasn't premeditated. No, but there's you shot. It's yeah. not like
1: you shot him once and like you shot three times. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That is intention right, right there. Right. And Steve even said this was not manslaughter. No. The guy got six years. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, you know. And then he, well, I remember he served his six year sentence and was out. And then he went to prison again in 1967 for lascivious acts with a child.
1: Oh, so he's a pedophile. Yeah. Mm. So he's a real fucker. So don't say lascivious acts. Say pedophile. Yeah. <laughs> don't glorify this guy. Right.
3: Well, I just use the words that they. I know. Did, not but, yeah. you. No, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying
1: you. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying them. Yeah. He's a POS
3: is yeah, what he is. Yeah, exactly. He died in prison. And Steve good. goes, good. i <laughs> <laughs> oh my like, God, Steve, we're so connected. But you know what, though? This happened in 1950, the shooting. That means he lived for 17, 17 years, years free. Or not 17, sorry, 11, because he was in prison for six. Oh, yeah. Unless he got out early. I don't know. I looked him up. Okay, so I did a little bit of digging on this for the Patreon mm-hmm. extras, and I I did find a bunch more stuff on this, but I did not find anything about if he actually served his time or not, or the whole time. But I did find out some other things that we can talk about another time.
1: Like, if you are a pedophile, instant death sentence. Yeah. Instant.
3: I mean, even even prisoners do not take kindly to pedophiles. So it's a real good chance you're going to die in there anyway. That'd be good. Uh Like, not... Not after a long time living there either. Yeah, like, that's true. Day two. You know what? As just... I know. Mm. Mm-hmm. We're going to
1: definitely have to do a trigger warning in this one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So Amy sees the dead guy again, who the one who was bouncing off the walls. And she said he didn't want to come back. He doesn't want to be here. And she's trying not to engage with him. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm trying to push him away because he's mm-hmm. giving her a headache. And he's not in his complete form. Okay, she said he was in his fifties, mm-hmm. and he has facial hair, and he's fucking pissed. <laughs> I
1: wonder how, though, if he didn't want to come back, how would a spirit come back
3: then? She said something about he was transitioning, mm-hmm. and something happened while that was going on, oh, and he got trapped, shoved back. Yeah, and I assume that this is the cop, mm-hmm. but they never say that it is. Mm-hmm. But it sounds to me like it is. He was in his fifties and he's pissed, and you know. So anyway, so he he died, and he sort of started moving on, and then he got pulled pulled back, and he's he's staying, and he's going batshit, her words.
1: (laughs) He's going bat. Like maybe they tried to do like life save, like they tried to do CPR or something, and he was brought back for a minute, maybe, and then he died, you know, and then maybe between that time. I don't know. I'm yeah. just throwing things. yes yeah. No, I don't know.
3: I don't know how that works. So yeah, I yeah. don't either. But I know when my dad died, Jackie told me that they had a nurse that would come in and sit with them and mm-hmm. you know try and kind of help him through because he was he was dying. Yeah. And uh, Jackie called me and said that he was. She said the nurse said that he's beginning transitioning. Mm-hmm. And I'd never heard that. Yeah, to I remember mean that you before. told me that. Yeah, and I was like, that's kind of a cool way to yeah. describe that. It's not as jarring yeah. as he's dying. Yeah, you know, because dying sounds like you're done, right? Whereas transitioning, is, transitioning just means you're going to another you're going there, another yeah realm or another yeah. universe. Or oh, another? we talk about um, dimensions in mine. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. Okay, it gets crazy. So, these are the sketches. Now we're at the sketches. She's mm-hmm. going to do the crazy guy that bounces off the ceiling. And she says, she's when she's directing the, the artist, she says he's mostly energy. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to do the mourners surrounding the woman in the bed. So, we're at the reveal. And at the table is Nikki and Tony, the sisters. And okay. then Steve. And then Amy's on the monitor again. Right. Amy talks about being in the carport and the man who was having a heart attack, the fairly recently deceased one. And... She said the living people could feel his anxiety, fear, and panic when they're out there. Steve brings up Sean, mm-hmm. and Nikki explains that they were fighting the day that he died. She said Jeez. they were arguing, and he just like dropped.
1: Oh my god. So
3: uh, she didn't mention that before, you know, and she yeah. did at the, at the reveal, and I was like, oh my god, that's even worse. You- even worse. She blames herself, of course. Of course, course she does. Because you know she's a tender flower who's, yeah. you know, is embarrassed by the fact that she's having horrible nightmares. Anyway. I feel so bad for her. Yeah. I really liked her. So Steve shows Amy a photo of Sean and she says, is this the guy you saw? And she's like, I don't know. The guy I saw had really long hair. Mm-hmm. Did Sean ever have long hair? And they say no. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, and I don't, I don't think it was him. Really?
1: But didn't she also say that ghosts can make themselves appear yeah, how they want to they can. Appear? That's so,
3: true. I mean. That's true because there was that one that she said, this woman always wanted to have red hair. So yeah. she's showing yeah. herself to me with red hair. Yeah. 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 So, not that I'm telling Amy that she's wrong. Right. I would never do that. <laughs> no, God forbid. No. So uh, she says, she d- that doesn't mean that he's not coming here mm-hmm. off and on mm-hmm. to assist you as a guide. As a guide. <laughs> this is where I'm clapping. I'm like, yes. guide, guide, I knew it. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I literally clapped and cheered. So As you should. <laughs> so then Amy talks about how she went into Tony's room. And this is where she sees the man bouncing off the walls and the ceiling. And Tony says she hears that knocking. And mm-hmm. Steve said he, I, th- I thought that Steve was going to ask if it was the cop. And, but he didn't. Either he didn't ask or he asked and it was cut. Mm-hmm. So I have a sentence here that says, extremely energy draining. <laughs> In a <apropos> of nothing. <laughs> So uh, Nikki talks again about how she goes about a task and her mind is wiped clear. Mm -hmm. Amy explains that the male is someone who moved on. And while he was transitioning, he got pulled back and is trapped in there. And he's very angry. Mm -hmm. And his anger is consuming Tony,
0: the sister. Really,
3: She's absorbing his anger and negativity. And that's part of why they fight. Mm -hmm. So then she shows the sketch. It's not a woman in a bed. It's just the bed and then the the energy and stuff swirling around. Oh, my God. But there's like a face in the ceiling. Yeah, that's part of the, that's the guy. Oh. And that's like, she said he's mostly energy, but I that's guess they gave him a face scary. just to, to show. I know. That's that's intense. Yeah, it's, a, it's cool artwork. It is, yeah. So that is that one. And then, okay, so the other dead people, the seven mourners, their family and friends were dying left and right. And it had something to do with water. Mm-hmm. And I wish you all could see Steve's face Mm -hmm. when she says that, because he's just like, God damn it. You know, like, (laughs) hit the nail on the head. (laughs) I know. He's like, he just gives this look. I can can just hear him thinking, damn. Yeah. And Amy says they would see shadow figures, and Steve talks about the massive storm and the flood. Mm -hmm. And Amy's like, what? Really? She clarifies that they are not the victims of water, but Mm -hmm. their friends and family may Mm -hmm. have been. Amy then confirms that Nikki is a medium. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. I got that you are, in fact, a medium, and they are
0: pissed.
2: I heard something like you telling them to get the out and leave you alone. I did. So they're upset about that because they're coming to you for help, and you're not helping them.
0: I knew I was a medium. I wanted to hear you confirm it, that I wasn't crazy, honestly. I've heard them ask for help. I've, Nikki, help me. I don't know how. I don't know how to help them. And I want to. I really do.
3: But, yep. Yeah, so she she admits to telling the mourners to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and Amy says that this could be messing with her energy and could have manifested as a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. Now, Nikki drops the bomb that she found a knot in her breast last year. And Amy says, yeah, I was worried about that. Oh, like she knew that was coming. Yeah. And she says she's fine now. Good. And she doesn't. She just didn't want anyone to know about it because guess what? She's ashamed. She's embarrassed. I'm like, honey, who taught you to be embarrassed or ashamed about normal things that are not in your control? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel so bad for her. Yeah. Just give her a hug.
1: The patriarchy did.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. She also talks about how her friend tucks her in at night, and she's crying, and so she's embarrassed of that.
2: Your friend tuck you in at night.
0: Sometimes. It's so bad. I'm- It's so embarrassing. I'm 42 years old. This is just nuts. Like, I have my friends come over, and they take
3: turns.
0: (sighs) Turning off my light for me, because I can't turn my light switch off and walk to my bed in the dark.
3: It's Mm -hmm. so heartbreaking. Then Amy says, well, I had a sketch done, and she shows it to Nikki, and that is... I'm going to find that one for you. And... I'm showing it to Megan right now oh wow and it's the woman well, it's somebody I mm-hmm. guess you can't really tell if it's a woman but someone's laying in bed mm-hmm. and then those mourners are all okay but around them. like that's the weirdest fucking a face really goofy face <laughs> i wish i wish y'all could see megan's face right now yeah uh, <laughs> mouth open eyes wide Time for <laughs> it is kind of a cartoony it is comical looking yeah face. but there's a, and it's like
1: people with like top hats like abraham lincoln yeah. top hats yeah. around her
3: and the flood was in 1937 i think so mm-hmm. it seems weird that they would be wearing such old-timey outfits. and they all look like they have veils yeah like the women have veils yeah yeah. So and this reminded me because of that funny face. It reminded me of that, that video that I sent you that was uh, cur- a yeah. the parody on the yeah. sketches and they were yeah. all they were all really <laughs> funny. It was hilarious. I'll post that in the show notes. Yeah. Okay. So when when she Steve pulls out that sketch, Nikki says that's what I live with every day. And then this is when Amy talks about how the the one mourner is pushing on on Nikki's chest. And Nikki says, yeah, I get touched and grabbed all the time. And she said, just a few minutes ago, when y'all were talking, somebody grabbed my arm. Wow. So she, Amy says, yeah, that could be them. And then Nikki talks about her rape dream and mm-hmm. the fingerprints. And uh, yeah, Amy's just like, well, well that's, that's them. So the suggestions are to get a male medium that will make contact with the mourners and see what they want mm-hmm. and how they want to be helped and how they can be moved on mm-hmm. and then a male witch will come and move the mourners on and then they'll move on the semi-transitioned male yeah. mm-hmm. and tony's gonna ha- have to work with a healer mm-hmm. to remove the energy and cut cords between her and the angry male mm-hmm. and then she says the medium and the witch will work together with nikki if she wants yeah to help her to help with her creator. abilities Yep. yep yep So then the update, it doesn't say how long. Like, you know, sometimes it says two months later or whatever. It didn't say how long. It just said that Nikki and Tony are still searching for a medium and a witch. So the activity continues. Mm. And I hope that they have it sorted by now because awful. That's awful. That's yeah, that's terrible. That's one of the worst I think we've had.
2: Hey. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. And we're the hosts of Haunted or Hoax, a paranormal investigation
3: podcast where we investigate the legends, not the ghosts.
2: Our locations range from houses down in Savannah, Georgia, but right. like how That's... many bodies is too many bodies, you know? Probably. Are you putting a number on it? <laughs> Farmsteads up in rural New York. He just runs out into the lake and drowns himself, a la Virginia Wolf. to hotels in West Virginia. And then the next morning he told the front desk how noisy the people in 409 were and the staff said he was the only one on that floor. That but what night. if he really wasn't? Like what if they were just messing with him? Right. Like oh <laughs> like, it's Adam. Let's right. let's fuck with him a little bit. Plus, once a month we get together and go on a ghost tour and bring the legends and history to you. And having candy thrown off the shelves towards you sounds more like a teenager than a small child. Um, Yeah, because a small child would just stuff it right into their ghostly cheeks and run away. That's what I would do. Join us every Tuesday as we discuss the legends, history, and experiences from haunted locations. Available wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Bye. Bye!
3: Hey everyone, we want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner.
1: I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre portioned ingredients, and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your door.
0: Exactly. No more last-minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone.
1: And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones.
3: So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. God. God.
1: Make dinner amazing.
3: We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one. And when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to cbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. Now
1: it's my turn. So this is in Oregon. Oregon? Oregon?
3: I don't know. I always used to say Oregon, but I know people that live there say organ. <laughs> almost, almost like organ. Almost like
1: the musical instrument. Mm-hmm. It's time for an organ. Okay, so Steve's driving and, and he meets with Lori. Lori's the one that called them in and she takes care of elderly people in her home, kind of like a, an adult foster care okay. system. And so she's really concerned that she's putting patients at risk and it's also really wreaking havoc on her personal life. She lives there with her boyfriend, Devin, and his daughter, part-time Cameron, and Cameron is nine. And so she said the last three years, things have gotten really bad and she's actually scared to live there. Also, she tells Steve that if Amy and him can't help her, then her relationship is probably going to end. Oh. Like, it's really bad. No pressure,
3: though. Amy no pressure.
1: Yeah. But like my my love life, you know, risk here. So she lives there with her. So it's Lori, Devon, and Cameron, three um, elderly women who live there. And then a caretaker, Julie, lives there. So three, six, nine, seven. Seven. Math. Seven people have there. Math is hard. It's hard. I And one hand is holding the microphone, so I lost five fingers right <laughs> there. It's uh, tough. you to take off your shoes. I know. Well, then I have socks on. <laughs> so everybody is scared to be there. They're scared to go to bed at night. They hear voices. They see apparition. Apparitions, things will move on their own. She said everyone's health is declining. She's actually been diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of mood swings. And she grew up in this house. So okay. she grew up there when she was little, moved away, and then moved back about seven years ago. And the house was actually moved from its original location. It's still oh. on the same lot. Oh. But it was moved to make way for an interstate a few years ago. And they didn't say when it was moved, but it was moved at some point. And so Steve asks if she's done anything. And she said she's saged the house to try to fix the issues. Mm-hmm. So then they moved to the living room where the residents um, and the caregivers live. And so he asked about the room that they're in, like if it was a new addition. And she said, no, it's always been there. When she said when she was growing up, her grandmother would see faces, faces um of people looking in through the windows but just the faces no bodies Great. fuck no mm-hmm. thank you endless faces no mm-hmm. thanks they hear footsteps upstairs when nobody is home conversations between people when nobody is home and you know around 3 to 4 people sounds like banging sounds throughout the house
0: and um we have banging sounds throughout the house and it sounds like someone's picking up like encyclopedias and just dropping them just booms. It's really
1: crazy. I mean, that's got to scare the hell out of you. Yeah, it does. So she said, Yeah, this is when she says if they can't figure this out, she thinks they're splitting up. They're mm. fighting constantly. Mm. And she said they feel better when they're not home. Oh, huh. She said they don't fight or argue, and she feels better when she leaves. Her fibromyalgia feels better. Hmm. So then we go to Steve and Devin. And so they're in the living room, and and Devin says there'll be mood swings just all of a sudden. They're just super angry with each other. And Steve is like, well, couples fight. Like, you know how he is. And Mm -hmm. Devin is like, no, it's paranormal due to the feelings he has. He said they just get really strong. Devin is kind of... He's definitely has a very negative view of the entity he, mm. he thinks it's very negative and he said it he thinks it gets enjoyment from wrecking relationships oh. and he says that a few times throughout the episode hmm. and then he'll he says so Steve asks if he's had any experiences and he said yep cupboards will open in the kitchen you know after I've just closed them and Steve is like well like do they latch is there any reason they could open on their own mm-hmm. and he said no they definitely catch there's mm-hmm. no way that they could open and Devin said you know I'll close them and then I'll walk out of the room and I'll come back in and they'll all be open
3: fuck no. That is so creepy
1: when I lived in the Middle East my cat did that I think I've mentioned this story because I'm Dory and I don't remember. But I don't remember anything about your cat doing something. So I had a lot of activity in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of very terrifying dreams lots and lots and lots of activity in the Middle East. It's an older
3: world than ours. Mm -hmm.
1: And so I uh, woke up one morning and I came out and every single cupboard was open. Every single cupboard was open and the drawers were open. Jeez, I was scared shitless. Then I found out my cat was doing it because I watched him open all the cupboards. Oh my God. I'm like, you motherfucker. (laughs) His name was Elliot. I called him Elliot Samuel because he was a dick. But I loved him so much. So, yep, he said cupboards were open and then he says his daughter Cameron got pushed she was outside and she ran and screaming, daddy, daddy, something pushed me. And so she's really scared, which mm-hmm. no shit. Mm-hmm. Like you're nine years old. Yeah. No. No. He also said he's uh, seen an apparition of a lady. She's got old 18th century clothes on. And they talked about how it had puffed sleeves, which mm. makes me think of Anne of Green Gables because she <laughs> wanted the puffed sleeves. And then he guesses she's around 30s or 40s. Steve goes, you, you been drinking when you saw this? You drinking? <laughs> you boozing? You boozing? De- Devin was like, no. So Devin also thinks that the spirits in the house are trying to get to the other side. And this is like a go through. Remember that. Mm. So then we go to Julie. And remember, this is the caretaker that lives there. And so she said she's worked with them for two years and lived there over eight months. And so Steve was like, well, what have you had? And she said, I actually had a human bite mark on my arm. Mm. She said she woke up with it. And she said it was red and it was a human bite mark. Oh, my God. No, thank you. And Steve was like, well, you know, can you just move out? And she said, no. She takes care of the people there and she thinks of them as a family, which... When you spend
3: that much time with somebody, yeah, yeah, you think of them as family. Well, and especially a lot of times these older people don't have families Mm -hmm. of their own, at least Mm -hmm. not that visit them very frequently. Right, right. So, yeah.
1: So, Steve asked if there was any place on the property that she doesn't like to go, and she said she doesn't like to go into the wooded area. And there's a big, like, woods around surrounding the house. It's on a pretty big plot of land there's okay. it's not like yours where there's lots of neighbors it's uh-huh. not like that so she saw two times she said she saw a light flicker in the woods and it was very clear it was a light and there was you know it's in the woods it's pitch black mm-hmm. and then you see a light and she doesn't have a reason for it she said it was like somebody stood out there and lit a light or or you know something like that and she said the next morning the first time it happened she even went out there and was looking around to see if maybe it was like a cigarette butt or you know she could find a flashlight and she said nothing Hmm. So then we go to a local historian and author. And there was an issue with my discovery and my Hulu. And so none of the words showed up. So I don't know last names of these people. I just know Diane. She was a local historian and author. And so we go into the history. So Rufus Beeman was the first owner of the property. And so he, it was in like the 1850s. So he got 320 acres of land. And Steve was like, well, that's a big plot. And she was like, that was pretty standard. At that time. And if you were married, you got twice that 640 acres. So he was single. So he participated in what was called the Rogue River Indian Wars. Their words, their words, not mine. So the settlers and here's why do they call it settlers and not settlers?
3: I think it's just a dialect thing.
1: Like- because even Steve called them settlers. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. They call them settlers. And so the settlers wanted the land and the Native Americans were being shoved off the land. Contain mm-hmm. your shock and surprise. Mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. So then we had this Battle of Hungry Hill. It took place October 31st in 1855. A group of Native Americans went into the hills to hide from these people. One of the Native Americans situated himself as a sniper and basically was shooting the settlers, as they came up the hill, this was the only battle that the Native Americans won. The settlers lost 39 men. The Native Americans only had 15 or 16 casualties, which is still 16 still people. Up. Yeah you know, whose lives were lost. Beeman was actually able to return home after the battle. He sold the property and then he moved to Washington in 1861. In April of 19, or sorry, 1856, the Native Americans were rounded up and sent to reservations and they never were able to come back to the land. And then recently, within the last few years, archaeologists have found the original battle site and have been digging up and finding different artifacts. Wow. So then we have a crime that took place. I think it was, it wasn't on the property, but the body was dumped on the property inadvertently. So we go to the sheriff and I apologize. I couldn't get his name because the words didn't show up, but it's the local sheriff. And it was so funny because he did like a PowerPoint, like a slideshow. Oh, really? And so you show him like a montage of him pulling the screen and then a close up (laughs) of the light switch. And I'm like, okay, people. So the murderer was Richard Brumfield and he was, Brumfield, he was an influential dentist who moved to the area in 1909. He murdered William Russell. We just dive right into this. Yeah. So basically the reason behind it is Richard Brumfield was looking for someone to kill and use the body to fake his death. He wanted to start a new life with his mistress in Canada. Oh, huh. I don't know why he couldn't have just left her, like if he was married, mm-hmm. left his wife, just leave why do we need to kill people i don't know so the way that he killed him was he gave him strychnine while he was drinking which didn't kill him so then he ended up shooting him twice Oh, kind of starting to be a little bit rasputin-ish but we didn't
3: well it's kind of like my last week one where they shot the guy in the head and he didn't die and then they bludgeoned him and he didn't die and so then they stabbed him and then they strangled him or whatever yeah
1: that was rough So he placed William Russell's body in, in Brum's, Brumfield's vehicle, took off Brumfield's ring, put it on William's hand. And then he also removed the victim's teeth. Oh, God. Here's where we get cray cray. So he then placed <laughs> dynamite in the victim's mouth, what? exploded it, and decapitated him. Jesus so his Christ. His head's gone.
3: And he was already dead. He was already
1: dead. Yeah. Okay, but
3: still. Still,
1: that's a little bit. And then were they trying? Was he
3: trying to like hide his identity? Yeah. He was trying to make
1: pass this person off as himself. Right. Okay. So that would make sense. He was faking his death. You know, but. Either remove his teeth. Why why did you have to remove his teeth? And I suppose because you don't want when his head explodes teeth to fly everywhere. Did he keep the teeth and put them somewhere? That's morbid. Probably. really weird. Gross. So then, on top of that, he doused the car with gasoline, lit it on fire, and pushed it off the road. Oh, my God. And that's how it ended up on Lori's property. All of this. All of this. And during the autopsy, they found a document on the victim that named him William Russell. He did all of this. Nothing
3: didn't even go through his fucking
1: pocket. (laughs) If you're blowing up his head... Take five minutes and search through his pockets. Jeez,
3: what an idiot. Yeah. those are so dumb. Fucking Richard. Not all of them, but a lot yeah, of them are pretty a lot dumb. A of them are pretty dumb.
1: So the officers then, they started to search for, for Richard. I'm not sure how they made the connection. Oh, with the ring. Duh, I just fucking... This is why I'm not a cop. Like... <laughs> I don't know how. I mean, he's got his ring, but we don't know that it's him. <laughs> so then the officers started to search for him. They put a whole bunch of wanted posters for him in the upper northwest part of the United States. He actually was identified by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. They were the ones that found him in Canada. Oh. Went to trial, was convicted of murder, and was sentenced to death by hanging. However, he hung himself before his execution could be carried out.
3: Oh, he just wanted to do it himself. Yeah. That's whatever.
1: As long as he's dead. (laughs) So here we go with Amy. She, she, her rival, she steps out of the, the vehicle. And this, the first, all of this takes place outside. She hasn't even gone in the house yet.
2: Oh boy, that's not good. You know, there's a doorway there. Like a portal doorway? Yep. Oh boy. So she said,
1: additionally, there's some kind of path, which is separate from the doorway. She said there's dead people on the path that are walking you know through the doorway she didn't say just on the path okay and she said she's concerned about the living people wandering up in there and disappearing into other dimensions oh my goodness heart pass i don't want to go into any other dimensions i don't not even a big fan of this one sometimes <laughs> well maybe
3: another one would be better that's
1: true so she did say that someone has put up protections around the property but things are still getting in mm. She said the doorway in the woods, the activity there is out of control. Things are constantly coming through and she talks about them a little bit later. The living would hear scratches on the walls and they would definitely see some weird thing. So she sees a creature thing outside the house. She says it's big and dark. Looks Mm. like an animal scratching at the walls outside. Oh, my God. Yeah, she has a sketch. done. But she said it's not intelligent. It kind of is like a moth. And it's coming from the hallway or the doorway. A lot of different entities are coming from that hallway. And she said some of them are really dangerous. So now we're in the house. So she sees a living woman in the house. She's a sensitive. And she said she didn't pick a good house to live in. No, (laughs) she didn't. She knows that now. Yep. She said there's random uh, people, dead people that run through the house. And the sensitive would pick up on that. And she would also pick up on the feelings from the dead. And she said being a sensitive in an area like this consistently can make her sick. All the way from flu-like symptoms, you know, to cancer.
2: And then she said... There's someone with long brown hair. I think it's a girl. Something's happening to her. Something's, like, attacking her. Her arms, she can't lift them because they are being held down. So then Amy jumps, and she's, like, startled. I don't know what that was. That was weird. There was this weird person that ran out of here and then jumped out at me, growled, and was like trying to bite my chest and my throat. They just ran ran away and it was like out of nowhere. It definitely creeped me out though.
3: Jesus.
1: Yeah. So that really she said that really creeped me out. Oh and my I'm like. God. Yeah, Amy, that would creep anybody oh my out. God. So Amy thinks a lot of the most of the activity is coming outside. It's a lot of traffic, a lot of dead traffic coming through, you know, the pathway and the portal and everything. The house is not a good place. So she spends a lot of time in the woods, which makes sense because there's that doorway. There's a, a hallway. There's a lot of stuff there. So so first hallways there in the woods, she said this is where she sees more creature like things coming out of the hallway, not necessarily ghosts are dead people, but creatures. She doesn't know what they are. And and she said next to the hallway is a path that the dead people are on. And she said consciously dead people will wander off the path and then can go into the house and kind of explore. And the path goes pretty far. And she thinks over the years, some living people have gone into this path and disappeared. And then Matt says, so someone could just walk into this hallway and disappear? And she said, yeah, they would go into another dimension. And she says, I don't know where and I don't want to know where. Oh, God.
3: Mm. What would that look like, though? Like if you're standing there and somebody that you're standing with walks and all of a sudden they disappear? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... I would I would wonder you'd almost have to think like you'd have to be walking and turn your back. You know, like you bend down to look at a leaf or something and then they would leave. If you saw them disappear, that would fuck you up. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Going into town if Jimmy Joe just disappeared mm-hmm. right in front of my eyes. We we're standing there talking. And-, and then he just moved to the left and poof. And they'd be like, you're a witch. Sorry, And then she'd be like, I don't have the axe on my hand. <laughs> she hadn't seen the TikTok yet. <laughs> All right. So then we go back inside and she sees someone on the floor. And she said something paranormal happened to this person and he fell down because of it. And she said he wants to show Amy different things that happened to him here. When he was alive, he was haunted. And so he's trying to show her everything that happened to him. Hmm. She said she saw him in a chair and she saw him freaking out because he was being haunted. She doesn't know if he built the the land or if he just bought it, but she does feel like he was the original owner. Okay. And she said that he thinks it's cursed because of Native Americans. He okay. said there's a Native American curse on it. And then she said up the hill, someone did something bad to the Native Americans. And then she starts talking about like excavating. Some people are excavating mm. the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, she's so good. I know. So then we go into a bedroom. It's not the main room that we walked in with Lori and Steve. It's just a, a separate bedroom. So it, it, they didn't say which one it was. So I'm wondering if maybe it's one, either one of the patients lives in oh, sure. or Julie. But she said the person, I think it's Julie, because she said she got really sick in there. She She didn't like to be in it at all. She's like, this is really bad, really, really bad. And she thinks some of the physical ailments would be due to some of the activity in that room. So we're back outside and she keeps hearing the word predator, predator, mm-hmm. predator. She said she feels like something was bearing down on her, feeling like something really large was behind her, kind of running after her. And then she heard the word predator. So nice. then we. Yeah, not great. So then we go to the sketch and, you know, she's all like, do this. And it's this. <laughs> ma, 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 ma So then we get to the reveal and it's it's Lori and Devin. And so Steve gives the backstory, you know, this is both a home and a business. And she says downstairs or he says downstairs, there's three elderly patients, elderly women as patients and a caretaker, Julie. And so that's when he's like, so, you know, let's talk about your walk. And so she said when she came in the house, she saw a male lying on the floor. He was tormented by something. She said he thinks that he either built the place or was the first owner. And he's convinced that all of these problems are here because there's a Native American curse. And he talked about how something bad happened to the Native Americans. And then he, he was going on and on about archaeologists digging up stuff. And that's kind of what started the problem. And so that's when Steve started talking about the the battle and the Native Americans and how they won that battle. But then they lost eventually because they got shoved off their land. Mm-hmm. And that comes up later,
3: too. And now people are digging.
1: Yeah. This was really recent. Mm -hmm. Like, I think in the episode, they said within the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. they've the archaeologists have done this. Mm -hmm. And remember, Lori said it got really bad within the last three years. So, yeah, don't be fucking with their shit. Don't be fucking with their shit. That should go on a pillow.
3: (laughs) Cross stitch Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) with little lace. (laughs) Very, you know, grandma's. So then she went into the master abil- bedroom and she told Lori that she has abilities and that these abilities run in her family. And the dead wander in to see Lori because they're curious about her. They can sense that she has the abilities. Mm-hmm. She's not a medium, though. She's a psychic. Okay. And Steve was like, did you know about this? <laughs> and Lori said, well, she knows. She said she doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want it. She shuts it oh. down. And Amy asked if this was in... If it was in her family and she said, Yeah, her mom, her aunts, and her great aunts were all psychics. Wow. Yeah, so definitely uh family. Which that would be that would be tough, I think, to be a psychic mm. because if you saw something happen, how would you warn somebody yeah. without sounding like you're bad shit? Yeah. You know? Yeah. That would be a burden. Yep. That'd be tough. It would. So then Amy says that most of the activity is coming from two places outside. She said the first place is the hallway. She saw odd mutant animals coming out of it. One in particular jumps at the house, bangs on it, scratches, growls. And it's doing this for a long time trying to get in. And then Devin and Lori look at each other and Steve's like, hey, what are you looking at each other for?
3: (laughs) What's that? What's that? Share with the group. Yeah.
1: Let's not be selfish. (laughs) So they hear scratching all the time. And then Amy did a sketch and Steve goes, oh, I got to see this. And then he pulls out the sketch. And, <laughs> and they, it's, which one's that? Uh, the wolf looking one. OK. Yep. It's so it looks like uh, it's got a wolf head with really long arms. Almost that, like spider. Yes. Long. But they end in like two fa- like two claws. Like a sl- like a sloth. Like a sloth. Yes. Yeah. So it's really weird. And it's big like it's really yeah. big it's it comes up to the the window
3: yeah it yeah it looks like it almost like when it its arm that's raised above its head is almost almost the to the roof yeah yep, yep. so laurie asks
1: what it wants and amy said it wants to get in and Lori said well what would happen if it got in and amy goes it would cause problems. Mm. I mean, it's a fucking wolf. Would it's not, not like going to come say. in and be like, let's have a tea party. <laughs> no, with the tea's your blood. I'm just kidding. That got dark. <laughs> so the second place that she's concerned is the path. And then she said any illnesses that you you might feel or have would come from the dead. Nausea, flu-like symptoms, headaches. And she said it would be harder on Lori because she's sensitive. So she's more prone to these feelings. She said the dead zap your energy and Devin chimes in and he's like, I feel exhausted. (laughs) And even and he's holding his head and Steve goes, you look like you got a headache now. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I just feel like everything's drained. And she said, Amy felt like the living would have mood swings. And she also said some of the dead can make physical contact. And so she also said she saw a female being held down. Her arms are held down. Then she talked about the straggler jumping out at her. And, like, trying to grab, you know, bite her throat and her neck. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she also, Lori and Devin, talk about how Julie got scratched and she got bit. And so it's definitely attacking people. And then she also talks about the the in-between place. And she said the living people can disappear into a parallel dimension. And some of the things coming from the hallway are coming from different dimensions. That is so crazy. I know.
3: I know. And then. It's so hard for me to wrap my head around. I know. I know. I love the idea. I love to think about it, but it really it's hard to think that it could actually be
1: like there's per- yeah. like, so there could be another aim. There could be infinite Amy and Megan's out there. Yep. It makes my brain hurt. Yeah, it does. It's not just Me the too. rubble coffee. <laughs> and then Devin is like, we need to take a break, which I don't blame him like this dimensions. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. So then we get to what to do. Amy said this home never should have been built. This area never should have been developed. Oh. There's a lot of supernatural going on mm-hmm. and people long ago knew, respected it, and they stayed away from it. And then she said, and the white men came in and mm-hmm. they ignored it. She said, it's not safe for anybody. Wow. But of course they've sunk everything into it, which right. like, I get it, but it's not like buying a car. Like mm-hmm. you can't just sell your car yeah. in a day. Yeah. Like this is a house. Yeah. And so, you have to have somewhere to go. Yes. And you have to have money to do it, you know?
3: And, and where, what town
1: is this? What part of the world is this? Roseburg, Oregon. Okay, Rosenberg. That's right. Oregon. 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 Yep. Oregon. And so Lori's like, well, I don't know if I can move. Mm-hmm. And so Steve is like, well, what can they do? And so she said, if you stay, you have to sage twice a day, every day. <gasps> oh, my God. You also need to get a shaman from the tribe that was displaced. Wow, that's he will be need hard to do. I think shaman are mostly men, are they? Or can they be female? I don't know. I honestly don't know. So don't if they either. can, I'm not trying to say that they're only men. This shaman will need to create a protective barrier around the house. So you'll be safe inside the house. But you can't do much about outside. But you can't outside. go outside. Yeah, as soon as you go outside, you will be susceptible to everything that's out there, which yeah. is... Things from other dimensions. Right. Like, holy shit. Jesus Christ. So they're like, what do you think you're going to do? And Lori said she has to try to get a hold of this, of a shaman. Mm-hmm. She said we can't
3: move. At least try.
1: Yeah. And she said she saged the house. And Amy actually said that was a really smart thing to do. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Which I thought Amy was going to be like, you're fucking dumb. Yeah. But.
3: I mean, usually it's she has, you know, she tries very nicely to say you done fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but this
1: time it was refreshing for good. me to be like, that was smart. Yeah. So good. I don't know what, what's happened because, like I said, my screen fucked up. And I think you tried to. Yep, I tried too And I even tried to play it on my phone and I couldn't see the words. Yeah. So I don't know if it's the episode
3: itself well, or... I tried it on... Discovery, mm-hmm. where you said you had the problem. Yeah. I tried it. Same thing happened. It went to the next episode. I went on Hulu, and that episode's not even on Hulu. Oh. They only have through episode 8 Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I would assume. So, we don't know. We don't have an update on I would one. assume the activity would continue, though. Yeah. Unless they found a shaman...
1: That's a lot of, I mean, they'd have to research what the tribe was and then they'd have to find the tribe. And And then
3: find somebody willing to go over there and do that.
1: And, you know, assume this person is an extremely bitter, which who could blame them? Right. I mean, and then, you know, this house needs to be torn down is essentially what Amy was saying. Yeah. Wow. And the Native Americans knew and they respected it. And we were just like, fuck you, you're savages because we know better. Yep. No, we didn't know better. They understood and understand now.
3: That's something that I really think is interesting about the Native mm-hmm. American culture is their their attachment to the the earth yes. and the, and all of that. They're
1: so in tune to it. Yeah.
3: When I was little, and I remember talking to my mom about religion. I don't want to say little, little. I was maybe 12 or mm-hmm. 13 or something. She was four. And I, <laughs> and I was saying that... If I could make up my own religion, it Mm -hmm. would be more about like the earth and the, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that's why I'm surprised you're not more of a Wiccan. I know I am too. Because I would. Yeah, like I was. Because my think... mom said, I, that sounds like you're Native American. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? I didn't even know yeah. that that existed. I mean, I knew Native Americans existed. Yeah. I didn't know what but their that... culture and their, and their spirituality was. For sure. But that's definitely what I resonate with more. Yeah, I did have a, a period of time where I was very interested in Wiccan in and 90s. pagan stuff. Yep. yep. And yeah, I hung out at that present moment shop yep. all the time. And then my cousin, who I was close with in college, we were roommates, she's a pagan. Yeah, and so then I was like, you know, this all makes a lot more sense to me than any other religion I've mm-hmm. ever been around. So, yeah, interesting.
1: And Christianity stole a lot from the pagans. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything so. came from those early, early oh, religions and solstice and yeah, you know, yeah. and all that. Yep, yeah. yep. So, so, so yeah, like, it
1: was that was a good episode. Yeah, lots of I mean dimensions. Oh, yeah, holy
3: shit all right well we gotta get going to the bird so yeah but i just uh want to say thank you to everybody for yes. joining us today and please hit us up with ideas for mm-hmm. other episodes you want to hear or your own experiences or We'd your love own experience
1: to share those yes we absolutely. talk about ourselves all the time yeah. we love to talk <laughs> about you guys we
3: want to tell your stories
1: yes. too even though we both have enough yeah <laughs> do,
3: do, do, do. Do, do you. <music> Activity Continues podcast is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is a part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network.
1: Nailed it.